Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. Day five of quarterback rankings week takes us to the SEC. And I'm going to preface this one by saying these are Ryan's rankings. So please let him have it in the comments. Um, And Trey, uh, who was Ryan's 14th ranked SEC starting quarterback? Probably obviously the 14th ranked team in the conference as well. Number 14, Ken Seals of Vanderbilt. I wish I could uh, give him a little boost here, but... Man, he was bad. Five TDs, eight picks, 5.27 yards per attempt. I mean, it was getting getting brutal. to the hundredth decimal. Point. I know that's, because that's it's something. like one of the because <laughs> it's like the worst in the nation. Is why. So <laughs> okay. you can't get worse than he did. Can't run. He's bad. His team's bad. <laughs> he could have rounded up to five point three. I mean, come on, man. No. <laughs> All right, number thirteen on the list. We got a guy who has transferred twice uh jack abraham of missouri yeah um he's he's been around the block um this will be a seventh year in college uh wild ride for him started off at southern miss and was there for a few years and for for the better part of two years he was uh the starting qb and always seemed like a bit of a gunslinger um through way too many interceptions um but he did have some plays that were you know looked pretty darn good um then he transferred to mississippi state got hurt and then he never played but Will Rogers kind of took that away from him anyway. So um, there's no guarantee that he's going to start here at, at Missouri. Uh, Brady Cook, I think, is the main competition um, who kind of showed some flashes last year. But it, so it, it really is up in the air. But I'm I'm betting that Abraham will get it because he's got the experience edge. Um, I, and I think it's just going to be kind of more of the same from him. I mean, I think he's going to have some plays that are good, but I think the consistency consistency just won't be there. So I, I would be surprised if at some point you wouldn't see Cook. Number 12, Zach Calzada of Auburn. Yeah, he, he struggled last year for Texas A&M. Uh, 17 touchdowns, 9 picks, which aren't that's not the bad part, but 56% completion percentage, under 7 yards per attempt. Not not the best numbers when you got a decent supporting cast and he had a pretty good run game to just kind of lean on. If you take out the Alabama game, which... Whew, was an aberration for him. He was <laughs> terrible, but he blacked out. Uh, he blacked sure. out. He really did. He didn't know. He didn't know who, where, what he was doing there. But he was great in that one game. Um, yeah. So, anyways, and I, I've seen worse numbers, but not great. And then he's going into a situation here at Auburn where I, I don't think it's a, a better situation than it was at Texas A and M. So, I mean, he does have Tank Tank Bigsby to to hand the ball to, but even Bigsby can't carry them. So, uh, I have a tough time seeing how he's going to have a good year. And Auburn's got a, a few guys in that quarterback room, so uh, I guess you're saying Calzada's the favorite, but... Yeah, I would have, yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens. Uh, number 11, another crowded quarterback room. This one's yeah. probably even more crowded. You got uh, LSU, and you have chosen Jaden Daniels as your projected starter. Yeah, I, I think mainly between him and Miles Brennan. I, I kind of think, I mean, maybe you could throw on Garrett Nussmeyer, but yeah. I, I think you know okay fine all three all three in um <laughs> hey let's, let's go four let's go uh but i, I don't think uh the true freshman the, the freshman howard walker that, howard was it not yeah walker howard yeah he's right. he's probably fourth but we'll see yeah um i think I, i'm just I, I made this prediction a little while ago when Jaden daniels first transferred and then he didn't have the best spring i guess in ls at lsu but that's okay He'll he'll get better. I'm gonna say he's the guy. Um, I just think he gives LSU the the type of QB that they want. I think for this offense, um, his numbers did get kind of progressively worse there at ASU. But 
I really don't trust ASU's coaching staff. I think he probably wasn't put in the best situations there. I trust this coaching staff at LSU a lot more than the one he had in Tempe. So if he can kind of win the job, I think he can kind of re- regain some of his old form. Um, I think there's still talent enough around him. The offensive line can't get any worse. I think they'd get a little better, but I think he'll he'll do just fine if he does end up winning the job. All right. We've got uh, another Pac-12 to SEC transfer. Number 10, Jackson Dart going to Ole Miss. Yeah, tough, tough kid to rank. Um, if he does win the job, you actually do feel uh, pretty confident that he'll actually probably do pretty well because he's got Lane Kiffin there. But again, I'm trying to rank, you know, not based so much on situation, just what what he got at the QB position. And there were some rumors that he didn't necessarily lit, light it up uh, in the spring. And of course, was it Luke Altmaier uh, could uh, ultimately end up taking the job from him anyways. So there's no guarantee he's going to start. But anywho, um, at 10, it's not like he's a, he's a bad quarterback. He did have some pretty exciting times there at USC in his one, his one season there, those six games that he played. USC had kind of given up. Their defense was bad. Uh, he didn't have a whole lot of support, no ground game at all to, 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 to help him. So he came up with some cool, some good plays and yeah, maybe he'll maybe he'll do uh, pretty well here at Ole Miss. Tenth uh, is a fair spot for him. Okay, number nine. I have to imagine uh, one of the ooh, most difficult ooh. players in the country <laughs> to rank. I think of yeah, of all of this quarterback yeah. rankings week that we're doing, this is probably the toughest guy. Stetson Bennett at Georgia. Yeah, number nine. So hard to rank. National championship winner, Ryan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, it, it's Georgia so... fans are already at you, Ryan. They don't even want to hear your oh. thoughts. I know. I feel like some of them might agree i don't know yeah maybe. in their heart of hearts right like he's limited stetson bennett is limited i mean he put up great numbers but if you you can't just go based off of the numbers only um and don't take anything else into consideration um if you if you you know if you were just looking at numbers only okay yeah he'd be a top three quarterback here in the sec but he was surrounded by such great talent and he had one of the best defenses like of all time to to support himself so he didn't have to go out there and you know, carry the team at all. Um, I gave him a, actually a little bit of a boost because he did have a good couple games in the playoffs. So I was impressed by that and he did a good job. But, you know, he's limited athletically. He's limited with his arm. Um, he, he was a good main game manager for most of the year. And I just, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks out there in the country that would have won a national title being Georgia's quarterback last year. So uh, he's so tough to rank. But there's a reason why I think he's um, not even sniffing NFL potential. Fair enough, fair enough. Number eight, Will Levis, Kentucky. Yeah, he, he climbed up the rankings for me, uh, obviously, after the, the year he had. But I still think some people uh, maybe be a little overrating him a little bit after last year. I've seen some rankings high him, have him as high as third in the SEC, and I just think that's – I don't see that at all. No, um, no and, I, and I'm at eight, I'm still like, eh, I'm giving him a little bit of a pop, but I, I could even have him lower. 24 touchdowns last year, which was good, but he had 13 picks, which is not good. That's a lot of picks. Um, and he had a good ground game to rely on. Chris Rodriguez, who was a good running back for them, so and a, they had a good old line. Um, but this year, he loses by far his best receiver. Wandale Robinson's gone, which was huge for them. He had nearly half of the total passing yards from from Will Levis. And then he also loses his second best receiver, Joshua Lee. So that's he's going to be uh, throwing to some some new faces this year. His numbers weren't all that great to begin with. I think it'll be if worse this year. I mean, it's it's kind of weird because like I'm, I have him ahead of Stetson Bennett, who had such great numbers. 
but and Will Levis's didn't. But the situations are just totally different. I think if you put Will Levis at Georgia, okay, he goes and probably wins a national title too. But um, I, I think Will Levis is solid, but I don't think he's great yet. Okay, number seven, uh, a transfer from Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. Yeah, he, he he's tough to judge. Um, obviously, OU quarterbacks, how do you rank them when they, they move somewhere else? Tanner Mordecai has done pretty well for himself at SMU, but um, I do think he got a bit of a bad rap there maybe at OU after you know the leaving. Um, he did complete like 75% of his passes last year and had eight yards per attempt with 11 touchdowns, five picks, so it wasn't like he was doing bad it just they're used to just elite heisman stuff there for for four or five years in a row there so that was a little frustrating i guess for them but the year before he had a really really good year um you know is he is he perfect and you know did he win the heisman like they're used to no but hey uh, i I think he's pretty solid and i think he's going to dramatically obviously improve what they what they saw in south carolina last year at the qb position which was nothing really so um i'm excited to see what he can do i think he'll do he'll, he'll do pretty pretty solid there yeah he's he's a difficult one to to project yeah number six max johnson at texas a&m he's in a battle with haynes king um it's no 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 sure guarantee that he'll be the guy but he is the guy that i'm gonna ultimately go with to win the job because i think he had a underrated season last year for a team that really really struggled to run the ball at lsu um, he had 27 touchdowns and just six picks 60% completion percentage, seven and a half yards per attempt. Uh, you know, not all conference type of numbers there, but for considering what he had around him, I think he did pretty good. That that, that line, offensive line was just oh, terrible. So I got to give him a lot of credit for that. Um, I think at AM, he's just going to have a better supporting cast. I think the offensive line is way better. Devin A. Chain, a running back, is going to help him. Um, I, I, you know, I think it's just he'll take a they'll take a clear step forward to that, that at that position, and he's going to help Texas AM's offense quite a bit. All right, getting into the top five here. Uh, you're yeah. you're buying you're buying the hype uh, here. This is yeah. Anthony yeah. Richardson at Florida. You got to sell me on this one. Yeah, this is my bold boldish take here, Anthony Richardson, because you obviously haven't seen it enough really to maybe justify putting him here at fifth. But I think this is a play for me on. Yes, he's got a great athletic ability, but I like his coaches, his coaching staff. I'm high on Billy Napier, Rob Sales, offensive coordinator. I think the system's going to fit him perfectly. It's a system that doesn't rely on. Um, quarterbacks throwing all that much. Uh, they had Levi Lewis at Louisiana, who it was like 60-40 practically. They just they ground and pounded it. Anthony Richardson can do that. He is a beast on the ground, and, and they're bringing in a couple offensive linemen, a good running back from Louisiana. So I think they're just going to put him in good spots and not have to you know try to make him go win the game with his arm, which I think is going to be good. I think he'll have some big plays. I think they'll be able to take more advantage like they didn't have at Louisiana because Lewis just couldn't throw, couldn't throw it, but. I think uh, he's going to surprise some people this year. You make a good case, Ryan. Number four, Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Yeah, I, I, I'm high on Will Rogers. 18 touchdowns to two picks in his final six games um, and completed north of 75% of his passes in those games. Um, I'm thinking I might have him higher than, than most people do. Um, but it's just the way he finished last year uh, his, and his improvement from his first year. Um, has me excited to think like, you know, what he could do this coming year. And I've said this before, but year three is usually when Mike Leach's teams based off his past coaching jobs, when they really start to click. And I think you just kind of saw that going at the end of last year where they were getting it and Will Rogers was getting it. So going into his third year, 
I think it's going to be, uh, he's going to have some leech type numbers that you're like, oh yeah, there you go. All right. Number three on your list is KJ Jefferson at Arkansas. He, he had a great, great year last year. And honestly, his, his numbers aren't, you know, too far off from even the guys ahead of him on this list. He had 21 touchdowns to just four picks. Great, great stats there. 67% completions, nine yards per attempt. And he had a lot on the ground over 600 yards and six touchdowns. Um, so there's really not a whole lot of negative that you can, you can point to for KJ Jefferson, even did that with being a little hobbled at times. Um, I am just a little concerned about how he's going to fare without Traylon Burks on the outside. I mean, he was nearly half of the passing yards that KJ Jefferson had. So that's my only major concern is just, can they kind of, how do you replace that? And how is he going to look with the consistency without that guy? But He's a great quarterback, nonetheless. All right, number two, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is he's really close to Bryce Young in my eyes. I mean, I, I am going to take Bryce Bryce Young as the number one guy, but I think it's closer than people think. Hooker's numbers last year, 31 touchdowns, three picks, almost 10 yards per attempt, 68% completion percentage, and he has a lot on the ground, 600 yards and five touchdowns. Um, so if you look at stat-wise kind of lined up against Bryce Young, the only two stats where Bryce Young was actually better was passing yards and touchdowns. So, I mean, Bryce Young threw the ball a lot, a lot more, which makes it challenging. But, um, it, you know, if you put Hendon Hooker in that Alabama offense, he's putting up insane, even godly and ungodly numbers too. So I think it's really, really close. I think, uh, you know, uh, when I do the flip side though, Bryce Young, if he was on, if he was Tennessee's quarterback, would Tennessee have had as good of an offense? Uh, it, there's sometimes fit makes a difference, but it's it's, a, it's hard to it's hard to judge that. Yeah, I don't know. I I yeah, it's hard to poke any holes in Bryce Young. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying. I think it's real closer than people think. So I'm just trying to give Hooker a lot of credit here, even though Bryce Young is amazing. All right. Well, there's number one. You gave it away, Ryan. Bryce Young uh, at yeah. Alabama <laughs> Heisman winner. So you think he's pretty good? Yeah. Hi up, yep. Usually we are pretty good when you win the Heisman. Fifty total touchdowns, nearly five thousand yards passing. So many t- clutch plays. Played Georgia twice and still had really good numbers. So did pretty well against them, especially the first time. So yeah, he's uh, he's pretty elite. All right, and he was that was only his first year as a starter, so not bad. Yeah, true. Uh, let's get to the full list here um, for our YouTube viewers. Trey, did you have any disagreements? Any observations well first of all just in general ryan you had this is one of your best episodes you, you've had i i wow. i was follow i was digging everything you were yeah, saying so nice you almost lost days. me there you you almost pitched a perfect game until that last tendon hooker bryce young thing but uh but all in all is very good That's... the uh no <laughs> i like hooker but no i the thing is is and you mentioned it i can't wait for the georgia fans about stetson bennett the thing I don't like totally, totally disagree with you. Um, I see your your point of view, but maybe he's one of those guys that now he like he's got confidence now in himself. Maybe he will just have a really strong year because he knows he can do it. I mean, I think he'll put up pretty good stats again. I think he's still got a pretty darn good team around yeah. him. But you know, we'll see. I, I just I don't think those numbers will be quite as good, but. They're going to need to, I think, with the defense taking a step back, he'll have to rely on him a little more. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, if they do, if he does have more high leverage throws 
Um, yeah. Or if he's having to throw in, yeah, exactly, like game scripts that aren't super positive, how it will how it will pan out. But um, yeah, so I, you could have ranked him. There could have been like six different spots you ranked him, and I'd be like, dude, I don't know. I don't know how to rank Stenson Bennett. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Um, but my biggest r- disagreement, I would have Anthony Richardson lower. I hear you about the potential. It's huge. Yeah. Um, but we still don't know if he's going to be an efficient passer. So that's just, you know, somewhat of a question mark that I think there's so many guys behind him that like Spencer Rattler, like I, I saw him play really well at Oklahoma. I've seen yeah. even Max Johnson at LSU at least has, I mean, don't get me wrong. Richardson has more upside than at least Max Johnson. Um, and potentially than Rattler, but uh, I don't know. I, I would just need to see a little bit more before putting him that high. But yeah, this is a it's your call. This is a pro- total projection call, right? Yeah, like, it happens every year. You you got QBs like Bryce Young last year had not played a snap. You telling me you couldn't put him? You know, I know you had. I had to put him, I had him number two on my list last year yeah. behind Matt Corral, and I got yeah. crap for putting him that high. And it turns out I was yeah, too low. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, another interesting fact I saw from these is that, uh, or I just noticed, nine of these players, nine of the 14 transferred at some point in their career, which is the mm-hmm. most in any conference. Though the Pac-12 actually, if you're counting JUCO, had not. Percentage-wise, so, yeah. Yeah, Pac-12 was more. But anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros as Ryan looks over the list and checks my work there. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but, you're right. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, we're going to have our, or maybe not tomorrow, maybe it'll be a couple days. I don't know. We're filming these in advance, so who knows? But we're going to have our overall best 15 quarterbacks in the country. There's going to be a few of these guys on that list, so be sure to check it out. Be sure to subscribe, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.